You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. Uh, we are pleased to be discussing surgical treatment of obesity with Carney Wilson, noted musician, singer, performer, and entertainer. Carney, tell us, after you decided to have the procedure, you, you did it on the Internet, how did things go postoperatively for you? Yeah, surgery is not fun. I mean, it just isn't. You know, I, I was uncomfortable. I complained. It was about 10 days of just feeling really stiff and sore and just out of it and just yuck. But I lost weight uh, instantly, and I realized that, you know, it wasn't a, a surgery on my brain. I had to really follow the rules. There are several rules that somebody that one needs to follow to be a good patient and to have it and for, for you to lose all of your weight and, and maintain it. And I was a really good patient because I wanted to be. I think I felt really pressured that everyone was watching me, but at the same time, I didn't want to put myself through a surgery and, you know, literally rearrange my organs and not be good. I, I wanted to be a good patient. I wanted to have good results. I lost 90, about 93% of my excess body weight. I went from 300 to uh, 148. I went from a size 28 to a size 6. And uh, I was, boy, it was another person. It was like another life. I, it was very fast. At first, eating very little and, you know, gradually adding foods into the diet and um, exercising. This is like, you know, I exercised a lot more, but the diet was the main change. And I just felt so, every day I'd feel better and better and better. And, and watching the scale go in the opposite direction was just like the most powerful feeling ever. Oh, nothing succeeds like success. Oh, it was so great. It was so great. And I felt so good. I finally was, was beating. I was winning. And it was the best feeling ever because the feeling of failure, I can say for everybody that knows how I'm, what I'm talking about here, diets fail and fail and fail and fail. And you're so used to failing. And when, you're, when you decide to do this and you are good and hopefully you won't experience complications, most likely you won't, boy, it's incredible. So Wonderfully liberating feeling. Uh... Yeah, but it, it, is very liber- it is literally like I was being freed out of a cage and I could fly anywhere I wanted to go. And that was really, really cool. Little things that I took for granted, finally I could do, like bend down to tie my shoe. I could reach my feet. I, could, I didn't have to have a cramp in my side. I could walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like I was going to pass out. I wasn't going to be diabetic. I, my headaches went away. My active, Every single solitary comorbidity disappeared. And the doors opened for me in my personal life. I, you know, I got married. My career took off. It sounds like what I should be telling my patients then is you're going to have around 10 days of pain you had, and then you really have to be a good patient in terms of the major change with diet, but also with exercise and some of the other lifestyle things you'll have to do. But as a uh, a reward for that, you have success, which is a wonderful feeling. Anything else we doctors should be telling our patients they can expect based on your experience? It's considered a major surgery, but it's people think it's like, you know, it's not like having a heart transplant. This is this is like the intensity of equivalent to like a gallbladder surgery. You, you are rearranging your your intestines and and you're connecting the bowel to the intestine and you're making your stomach smaller and and it, and it's it's a new absorption process and it's you know and it's a restrictive procedure so you're eating less and people really need to understand what they're doing and how it's working. 
so you understand that when you eat, you need to chew your food, take little bites, and that your, your tummy is a, like a wound. You wouldn't put a steak into a, a little baby's mouth. That's how I tell people you need to start with, you know, cottage cheese and applesauce and yogurt and, you know, you move to solids and then, you know, and that's, and that's basically it. But, but if you have a good program, a good surgeon with a good program, you will, you will be guided and you need to follow the rules. And then, unfortunately, there were more difficult times after that initial liberating time for you. Every patient that I know, every single one, like they discover things about themselves, different emotions start surfacing, and you're feeling like now you finally belong and you fit in, but you're not comfortable with this because you're not used to it. It's change. It's change. It's change. And it's scary change is scary and most people don't make major changes because they're afraid of how they're going to feel because it is like foreign territory and I always tell people you know that's why support groups are critical and talking uh, your feelings out getting therapy working with your emotions of why you wanted to overeat in the first place food is an addiction and there are many people that are overweight and and especially people that are morbidly obese they battle with some form of depression whether it's, you know, a clinical depression or some minor chronic mild depression, something, some kind of mental depression. And, and I think it's, it's some of it's hereditary and, and maybe it is lack of, you know, something, maybe there is some kind of imbalance in their brain. But I do think that a lot of it is environmental and behavioral and that we can work on these things sometimes with medication, but sometimes without and a lot of times without, but you need to get therapy to deal with the emotions because your body is so different when you lose so much weight, you're not used to being that way. People treat you differently. You feel different. And for me, it was like, oh, my God, what, what am I going to, like, you know, jones out about now? What, what do I have to worry about now? I'm so used to worrying about something about my weight. What do I do with myself? It was very odd. And then I was, like, in this party mode. I wanted to drink and, you know, just I just all of a sudden started partying with alcohol a lot. I would drink more and more and more. And it was first it was social with dinner, and then it became... Uh, a whole bottle of wine, and then it was then it was hard liquor, and then it was anything that was around, and it became so frightening. You're listening to Clinicians Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and we're discussing with Carney Wilson her experience uh, after gastric bypass surgery, and she's been stressing how you have to patients have to address the underlying causes for their overeating, uh, the head as well as the body. And, uh, Carney, you were you're just saying how the alcohol became an issue for you. Here's the thing. I don't think that gastric bypass caused me to become an alcoholic because I do label myself as an alcoholic. I do now. But my really what it is is it's, it's my behavior that always has been alcoholic. I was a marijuana smoker for many years, a daily marijuana smoker. I've always had to have something to numb me out, to, to calm me down, to deal with my anxiety. I'm a very anxious person by nature. And, you know, I just think that's the way I'm wired. And we have to know who we are. We have to know who we are. Are we, are we people that have had addictive personalities, whether it's shopping or smoking or sex or a- any of those things? Are we like that before we have surgery? And if we are, it's very important to, to be very careful and get help because after the surgery, you're not going to be able to stuff your face with food in one sitting. You can snack all day. You can graze on food. You cannot exercise and not drink your water, and you can gain weight. And what happened to me was I started snacking and reverting back to old habits, 
of snacking, and I wasn't drinking as much water. I always took my vitamins, thank God, because that's really important. But I gained about 15, 20 pounds, and then I started, and it was, and a lot of it was due to alcohol. But I really did notice a weight gain from alcohol, and uh, and then I just reached an absolute bottom, where um, it, it was it, it was it was pretty frightening. I I had thought about suicide. I mean, it was really, really, really terrifying, and it was so far from who I've always been. <sighs> and um, talking about it, you know, I just get. It's really intense because I, I have to go back to that to really describe to people because I think it's important to really get down for me to be really honest because somebody out there right now listening is in that in that place and and could be heading towards that place because I would say to my husband, honey, you know, I mean, I would drink heavily the night before, not remembering anything. I'd have blackouts. I'd wake up with bruises and I'd wake up and uh, I'd say, honey, do you think I'm an alcoholic? And he said, you know, he said, I, I, I think that you could be. That, that, you know, I don't know if I'm going to call you an alcoholic, but I think you could be, become one. And one day I did ask him, and he said yes. And, and believe it or not, that next day I, I uh, went into 12, 12-step recovery. I walked myself into um, a 12-step meeting, and, and I've gone ever since. And I'll have three years sober this August, not a drop of anything. I guess that reinforces, again, you have to look at, know who you are, as you say, and and look at why the eating may have been a problem in the first place and make sure something else doesn't take its place. And it was really your husband who said, yeah, I think you have a problem that, that kind of triggered the change for you. It's very easy to hide. It's very easy to hide, you know, your emotions. I mean, I, I drank socially. I drank by myself. And I realized that, yeah, I mean, it, it, my husband was a big, he was a big catalyst for me. But it was, it was like, you know, deciding to have a gastric bypass. I, I needed to get to this desperate place to say, I need help. And I don't think we should do anything alone. Things seem to be really on a good track for you. I, I know you have a beautiful daughter. And, and what is your current regimen to keep yourself healthy, both psychologically and physically? Many wonderful things happen to us when we take care of ourselves. And uh, it was about 10 days after I got sober, I got pregnant. And it was, it, and we, we were trying, you know, I mean, I, I wanted to be pregnant for a long time. And I realized that, you know, I didn't become pregnant because it, it, it wouldn't have been good. I, I'm so happy that I, I'm a sober mommy. I got pregnant. Um, I had a wonderful pregnancy. I, I gained 70 pounds with pregnancy. And I, I can't believe just looking back, I can't believe I put that, that weight on. It was really terrifying. Must have uh, brought up a lot of concerns and worries about repeating some of the problems and, from the past. Yeah, and then try having, like, every, you know, every person in the world watching you and, you know, having all this success and feeling so good and then all of a sudden going back to that weight gain, weight gain. And I actually just had to, after about two months of just completely being paranoid and, and upset about it, I just let go and I said, look, to myself, I said, you are, Carney, a person. You, you are this image and this famous person in, in, in the public eye, but you have to live your life for yourself, your family, your health right now, and do not listen to what anyone else says. And what I did, did is I listened to my body, and I ate what I was craving, but I just ate too much bread. I was obsessed with scones, and I had to have like a half a scone every day. And then I got really bad pelvic pain, and I couldn't work out. I couldn't exercise because I'd have severe pain. So that, I think, was a big factor. I think if I would have been able to exercise, I wouldn't have gained so much. But I definitely am going to do things differently this time. I do want to get pregnant again. I'm, I'm very happy with the way things turned out. However, I am just battling kind of up and down with these pounds. I'm 35 pounds up right now. I'm really not happy about it. And uh, I'll have these weeks where I'm great. I'm eating lots of protein and fruits and vegetables. And then 
then I'll feel emotional about something and then I'll, I'll gain five pounds and I keep going up and down like that, but I feel like I need to give myself some credit and that I've come to this place where I've accepted that I am going to battle weight forever. This is my Achilles heel and I've accepted it and I, I exercise regularly. I eat, I think I eat pretty darn healthy. I don't eat fried foods. I love sugar, so I battle with that. But, you know, I feel like I've come to this great place where I'm not living for anybody else but me and my, but for me and my family and my daughter and trying to instill the best, the best eating habits for her as I can. Uh, I want to thank Carney Wilson, who has been uh, our guest discussing her experience and her recommendations for patients and physicians regarding bariatric surgery. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.